Well, good morning over there in Stanwood, Washington. How are y'all doing? Good, Shannon. How are you? I'm doing good. Great to be here with you, Dr. Hansen, and All World Ministries. Do you still Folks, have your brother with you? Oh, yes, sir. Well, you He's greet- downstairs right now. You greet and- him for me. Oh, yes, sir, I will. In fact, we've had a great time of fellowship. He's been here since about Tuesday of this week, and he'll be with me a few more days, and then he's heading over to the Philippines. But, you know, Brother Hanson, really a miracle. God had told me that he would open the door, and just a few weeks ago, to get into this country, you would have needed, you know, to have been full vaxxed. And that was going to present a problem. And then we were trying to find a waiver, and I was about ready to give up. I looked again, and they dropped all the regulations. God opened that door, like he said. And my first family member has arrived here. I haven't seen my brother in 10 years. God have mercy. You remember, Shannon, you asked us to pray. Yes, sir. We prayed for that door to break so that he could walk through it. Yes, sir, you did. And not only from this, but also you prayed for my brother Cameron and his wife, Lourdes, who were trying to conceive. And I called you last year. And I said, Dr. Hanson, when you pray for my brother, him and his wife would like to have a baby. And it's not happening for whatever reason. And you told me to tell them to go back. And the Lord said, if they would fast for seven days, she would get pregnant. Well, I passed that along and I didn't hear anything. I thought, well, all I can do is offer. Lo and behold, my brother called me back about two months later and said, me and my wife fasted for seven days. She's pregnant and the baby is due in November. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Another miracle of God. And I want to thank you and World Ministries for praying. Amen. And speak to our lives. Folks, welcome aboard. It's Friday. We're live with World Ministries International. Today is Friday, August 4th, 2023. Dr. Hansen, would you like to open us up in prayer? The mic is yours. Father God, I want to thank you, dear God, for this tremendous time we have to meet with you. Yes, we should take it as a tremendous time. Every time we can meet with you, it's tremendous. Father God, in our earlier devotions today, we looked back and saw again Psalm 78, 9 through 72, how Ephraim did not remember your ways. They turned back. They did not fight when they were supposed to fight. And you turned your back on them and you went to Judah. Let us remember your ways. Let us never forget that these are tremendous times to fight for you, to represent you, to speak for you, to proclaim your words, to again speak with power and authority that you gave to us when you ascended. And the Holy Spirit came down upon us because we were not supposed to try to represent you without being baptized in the Holy Spirit, without your power, without your authority. These are tremendous times to swing the sword, tremendous times to cut off the head of one Goliath after another, tremendous times to slay one dragon after another. So let us do these things for you right now. Let people rise up, gird themselves, gird their loins, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Let faith arise. Let your enemies be scattered in nation after nation after nation after nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, again, bless this time right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you just tuned in, we welcome you to OmegaManRadio.com. I'm right now speaking for Shannon Davis out of Bali, Indonesia. Welcome to the warning program. 
And we combine every Friday to proclaim the name of Jesus, to get the gospel out, to swing the sword, to sound the alarm, to give warning. So people can be prepared to do battle. They can be prepared for what's coming on the nations. Now, I want to let you listen to a couple programs I did on Leviathan and Marine Spirits and Marine Spirits, the movie Avatar. People are ignorant on spirits. I've did seven programs on spirits, evil spirits. Can they enter Christians? Their personality. If you have not heard those programs before, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, and watch or listen to all seven. That's right. You can watch or listen. We're on radio, television, seven days a week, Monday through Sunday, worldministries.org. And now... Let's begin with Leviathan and Marine Spirits. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you that are tuning in to the Warning Program. Wherever you appear, the United States or around the world, radio, television, shortwave, social media, welcome. Uh, I've done a series. Now we're live in our college chapel. We do classes here also, a live audience and children. Now, I've been doing a series on, if we want to say, demonology, one was on demons, another one has demons have hierarchy, organization, uh, demons, how they enter Christians, uh, the etiology of demons and people. And we're going to be talking about today a Leviathan spirit. What is a Leviathan spirit? A lot of people don't know these things. In fact, I don't think most people in America know them any longer. Uh, my references have been from the Bible. Obviously, the Bible is a source of anything. It, it is the acid test. It's our reference. Uh, I also have used advanced deliverance by Dr. Drew Roos. Again, we offer deliverance courses in our Bible school, World Ministries International School of Theology. Go on my website, worldministries.org, and you can take classes even online. I'm using also the Steps to Freedom in Christ uh, by Neil T. Anderson, uh, important. Um, also, Dr. Sandra Hammer-Smith, writing on this subject. What is the Leviathan spirit, and how can you identify it. Okay, where is it and what is it in the Bible? A Leviathan spirit, you've heard it. The references in the Bible to a Leviathan have to do with a description of an animal similar to a crocodile. Job 41 dedicates a whole chapter to the reference of a Leviathan. More than likely, it's a powerful and untamable sea creature with frightening appearances, scary teeth. From the beginning of time, serpents have been representative of evil spirits. Not only in the Bible, but all through mythology, all through different ancient civilizations. The devil or Satan is often referred to as a great dragon. Isaiah 27 verse 1 states, In that day the Lord, with his sore and great and strong sword, shall punish the Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent. And he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now some people in mythology and movies and theaters and Hollywood and everything else don't take these things seriously. They also, you know, call the Kraken and things like this. 
Well, they're very serious, and that's the problem is we forgot what is real. And now we make games out of it or movies and, and we don't realize these things are serious. They're real, they're dangerous. The Leviathan represents the forces of chaos. Of course, this is still no match for our God. You know, Psalm 74, God kills the Leviathan and gives him as meat to the people in the wilderness. Also, Psalms 104, 25, and 26. So is this great and wide sea wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. Again, what are the characteristics of Leviathan spirit? Much of what we know about the characteristics of a Leviathan spirit comes from the, you know, the Bible, theologians, scholars. More than likely, this type of spirit is linked to a principality, not a normal if you want to say demon or evil spirit. Now, principalities are a higher rank of demonic power. Again, if you have not seen my teachings on hierarchy organization, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Monday through Friday, and including two longer sessions, our sessions on Saturday and Sunday, so seven days a week, you can watch, listen to my programs. Monday through Friday, 30 minutes a day, on the weekends, an hour. But we've talked about, again, demons, the characteristics, the hierarchy, the etiology, how they enter people, etc. So go to my teachings, please, if this is your first time you've tuned in, worldministries.org. So principalities are a higher rank of demonic power. Again, as we said, no power is greater than God's power. But the enemy is working, I believe, over time. The Bible indicates before the Lord returns, I mean, you're going to have a numerous uh, release of demonic activity on the earth plaguing mankind, and we're seeing it. This is crazy what's going on. Everything is turned upside down. There's insanity everywhere. Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Not only in regions of the world, not only in maybe cities and states and nations, in governments. What about our White House? What about the Senate? If you've ever been around someone that keeps confusion going on all the time, that is probably a Leviathan spirit. Leviathan spirit. Everything is always confusion, confusion, confusion. Can't understand two sentences. Confusion. Give him instructions. Gets it wrong. Confusion and causes confusion. Turmoil, strife, schisms. Some of you maybe have encountered this type of person. That individual can't stand there and have peace. There's always some turmoil. This is troubling. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14.33. Some may think that causing confusion is a game. You know, a child might think so. Well, spare the rod and joy, you know, spoil the, you know, spare the rod and spoil the child. You can drive that confusion out of a child if your house is chaotic. If not, spirits will enter them later on. The end result can be deadly, however. Homes have been broken up over the spirit of confusion. Churches have split. Wars have been started. 
We wonder how some of these wars have started. Could some people have a Leviathan spirit, some governments, causing confusion, chaos everywhere they go? Hitler certainly had some spirits. James 3.16, for every envying and strife is there is confusion in every evil work. Why are there different types of evil spirits? We, though, we know that many distinct types of evil spirits exist. We have to avoid things that open up the gateway to evil spirits. Do not play around with tarot cards, witchcraft, Ouija boards. Do not worship idol gods. If you are a Christian, stay one. People who have a murderous spirit and shed innocent blood open themselves up to demonic spirits or may already be possessed by one. Drug use can put people in harm's way and open up the gateway to a demonic spirit. Some of these drugs are causes hallucinations. Do not let people send you out by having you sample their gods, so to speak, their drugs, their games, the horoscope. Jesus is literally all we need. There is one God, one God, manifested in three personalities, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do not let them introduce you to drugs, a lifestyle with sexual perversion. We've talked about this already in the past. Who you have sex with, you're binding your soul, and if they have spirits, they enter you too. Some people have spirits from many different partners. Until, you know, the person says, I've been told I have a split personality. Probably you do if you slept around too much. And you need a lot of deliverance. Sometimes you do not know what people are dabbling in. It is important to get young people really saved before leaving your household. They might stay under your control when they're there, but when they leave your household, who do they become? Now, I'm not saying that if you've done everything the way Christ would have done it, you still can't have a bad apple. I mean, you can. They have personal responsibility and choice. Jesus had Judas. I don't care who I know, usually, many times, there's somebody that's gone astray. But we don't want everyone going astray. If we want Ever, if everyone goes astray, we need to look at ourselves and say, maybe I'd made some mistakes. Maybe I even had some spirits that caused me confusion and my family's confused and messed up and uh, God help us all. Because God can help us all. We can understand it, face it, deal with it. Have people help us who know what they're doing. We can admit our failures. Actually, a person gets a lot more respect when they do. He who covers up his sin will not prosper. He who covers up his mistakes, and, and everybody knows it, loses all respect. Another spirit of divination listed in Acts 16, 16, the young lady could foretell the future. We all know that God will send an evil spirit. 1 Samuel 16, 14 shows that Saul was troubled by an evil spirit from the Lord. We also know Jezebel in the Bible. She represents evil. Jezebel was so evil that she had the prophets of God hiding. She was married to King Ahab of Israel. See 1 Kings 16, 29 through 33. She worshiped the idol god Baal and Ahab began to as well. You know, it's so important to know who you marry. And it's so important, I mean, I can't say it enough. We're not supposed to 
marry somebody that we're unequally yoked to, and if you know that, you're not even supposed to court them. Now, if you have ever left this thing and you do it, you are a fool. And I asked somebody recently, are they a Christian? Well, I'm not sure. Well, why don't you know? Ask them right away. What are you wasting your time sharing lollipops for? Ask them. Good night. I never saw such ridiculous cowardice. I mean, you don't even know they're a Christian and you're communicating with them on whatever, social media or telephone. Ask them. My God, if you don't take your future spouse seriously, if this relationship seriously, you're going to end up divorced. That's the bottom line. And only because you're a fool with the word of God. The Bible is blunt in this area, and so will your pastor be if you come to seek his advice. He'll be just as blunt as the word of God. Do not be unequally yoked. Are we together? You know, a, a fool is what the Bible describes it. One who rejects the word of God, it's clear. The wisdom of God, the authority of God, the knowledge of God, the morality of God, and you think you know better. Every time somebody thinks they know better, usually they get separated and divorced. Or they have a real miserable lifetime because you guys are going two different directions and worshiping two different spirits. The Holy Spirit and whatever your spouse has. I mean, when I married Adalia, I knew exactly who she was. There was no doubt. I wouldn't look twice at her. I knew there was enough challenges in different cultures being raised. Man, I wouldn't have looked twice at her if she wasn't who people told me and who God showed me and understanding the anointing, talking with her. You think I, are you a, my goodness, I knew she was a Christian. Anyway, I, a little sarcastic, but I think, I think I'm getting the point, right? If you're foolish enough, you don't even know that the person's a Christian and you haven't asked, God, you know, say, God, forgive me and buck up and be a man. Ask the question or just quit the relationship until you know how to court. Okay, I think the pastor Hanson better get back to this message. First Kings 19, one through three. It tells us why Elijah the prophet ran for his life. Ahab told Jezebel that Elijah had killed some of the prophets of Baal. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah and promised to kill him by the next day at the same time. Scripture says that Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel that came before him, 1 Kings 16.33. Here you have spirits influencing leadership, both political leadership, if you want to say Church leadership, men of God, prophets of God. How does a person overcome a Leviathan spirit? You've been instructed constantly in the word of God, by myself, by other. If you go to and attend any proper man or woman of God to fast, to pray, to read the word of God, the Bible is clear some spirits will not come out or stop oppressing us unless we fast and pray. Now, I shared with that last week. Why? Jesus had all the faith in the world. But sometimes our faith needs to build up, depending how close we are to God. If you're just about walking like Jesus did, living, breathing, sleeping, inhaling, that's what he did. He didn't waste time with other nonsense. Everything was kingdom, kingdom. So his faith was always right up with God. Now, if you are that good, you don't need to fast and pray. Because you are just walking in that power. But I've never met anybody on earth that hasn't had to fast and pray when you're dealing with some very strong personalities. I've never met anyone. I have had to break it off and fast and pray. 
Matthew 17, 14 through 21. There was a man who came to him and asked him, he have mercy on his son. He described his son as a lunatic. And many times he would fall into the fire and oftentimes into the water. Now, his son was no doubt possessed by a demon spirit as we know the end of the story. The man told Jesus that the disciples could not cure him. Jesus told them to bring the young man to him. The Lord rebuked the devil. The evil spirit departed out of him that very hour. The disciples wanted to know why they could not cast out the spirit. Jesus told them they had unbelief. Now what does fasting and prayer do you? It removes unbelief. Unbelief comes from pride. As you fast and pray, you deny yourself. Denying your self-preservation, you're denying your pride. You're leaning totally on the word and the spirit. So your faith grows. Your strength grows in God. That's what happens. If they had, had exhibited the faith, they could have cast out the spirit, God said. However, he told them, that particular spirit would not go out unless you fast and pray. Why? Because he knew where the disciples were in their relationship with God. They needed to fast and pray. Again, if they lived like Jesus did, inhaling, living, breathing, dreaming, everything kingdom, in the word, constantly, night and day, they didn't need to fast and pray. Man, they moved with the power of God. But few people do that. Fasting and prayer strengthens our faith. When we fast and pray, we are giving up things, our pride and other things, that makes us able to move mountains. Most people eat three meals a day. Some people have never fasted in their life. Usually if you've never fasted in your life, I don't think you've cast out many demons. In fact, I would be bold to say you haven't cast out any. Are you held back by marine spirits? Most people don't recognize there is a spiritual marine kingdom in the ocean. The Bible talks about the Leviathan as a sea serpent. Strongest of the sea. Unkillable, unchangeable. You can't kill a spirit, can you? A principality. If a person dies with it, it just, that person is over. In other words, the spirit can't use that person to do any more evil. person's in the grave. But that spirit just goes to somebody else. Other people in the region, principalities. Again, the Bible talks about the Leviathan as a sea serpent, strongest of the sea, unkillable, uncatchable. Myths, in myths and uh, legends, uh, you've heard the word kraken. That's how people use. You know, we're going to release the kraken. Remember when they had the evidence and they thought they would expose the, um, the corruption and uh, the kraken is going to be released any day. Well, it never was released. In other words, the evidence. But, the marine kingdom is alive and believes they are the strongest among all the demonic kingdoms in land, sea, and air. We must understand these are powerful, powerful spirits, principalities. Could it be, could it given a reason why maybe by some areas more people die, more ships go down, more airplanes crash? Do we ever consider principalities and spirits? Well, not our normal leaders in America, they don't consider that. It was covered with water, the earth, one of the key elements, elements in creation and also in our lives today as we're made up of 70% water. Water. That's why you need to be hydrated. 
And this is where they have created a kingdom where the divine strategies are planned and executed from. Psalm 74, 13, you divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the sea monsters on the waters. Not talking about whales. These spirits are not friendly. They are demonic forces in the waters who aim to rule and control their region. You know, you have little movies like Little Mermaid and everything else. Oh, little legends. Demons are real. We make legends out of it. Now, today I would never take my children to Disneyland. It's so, it's so immoral. Teaching everything that's immoral. Sins of abomination. But even when I was a child, I didn't realize it. You know, mirror, mirror on the wall. All of this good fairy nonsense. That's what it was, was nonsense. Demonic. And we didn't recognize it because they clothed it in, oh, something nice. No white. The seven dwarfs. Think about it. What is this? Spirits. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Are you a witch? And parents take their children there, not realizing. Next time, you wonder what happened to your child. Well, you already allowed them to start glorifying spirits in the form of fairy tales and everything. And you didn't even know it. Now, I'm telling you, I was guilty too. But I'm not guilty anymore now that I've become aware I would never take him there. Never. And I don't go anywhere close to that kind of stuff in fairy tale books. These spirits are not friendly. They're demonic forces in the waters who aim to rule and control their region and its people with anger, violence, and madness. Are we there? Madness. The Leviathan spirit, basically madness. Confusion everywhere. You can't talk to that person without him creating confusion in his own mind, can't understand, arguing, you might remember the story in the Bible about the madman who was tormented by demons from the marine world, the marine kingdom. And when he faced Jesus, they asked to be cast out in the pigs, which ran and drowned in the sea to return to where they came from, the sea. Marine spirits are at home in the sea. Did you hear what I said? The most powerful of all spirits and demons, marine spirits. When he arrived at the other side in the region of Gen- Gendarines, two demon-possessed men coming from the tomb met him. They were so violent, no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God, they shouted. Have you come to torment us and torture us before our appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you could drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. And they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed into the deep bank on into the lake and died in the water, Matthew 8, 28 through 34. So that story, if you read it, you know, a lot of people feel sorry for the, the pig herders and, and uh, oh, why did they drown into the sea? And uh, hopefully you got a little better understanding about the principalities and the spirits ruling now. Those demons were at home in the sea, marine spirits. Jesus had no problem driving into a herd of pigs because he said they're unclean. Now, there's no sin today other than sin against your body if you want to eat pig and lobster and shellfish because they're still filled with toxins. Jesus did not glorify them when he removed that area of the law, so to speak. Are we understanding each other? I don't ever buy pig. Now, somebody, I go into their home and they want to serve me pig or lobster or anything else, I'll pray and eat. I'm not a religious person that way. but I don't buy it. I'm not going to unnecessarily fill my body with toxins because if you study medical science, it hurts you. 
And any doctor tells you if you have heart problems to quit it. Well, why don't we just stay away from it and not create ourselves some problems? We shouldn't eat a lot of food, you know, foods with toxins. Again, I don't care if you eat a ham sandwich right in front of me this afternoon. It's your body. I'm not going to get after you. Are we together? Yeah. Are we together? Yeah. <laughs> eat what you want. But I'm saying it's still a pig is filled with toxins. And I even did a whole program on it once, how they boil it and the, and the poison rises up. And tell you what, after people heard it, they never want to eat it again. My radio audience called in, oh, Dr. Henson, I can't eat pig again. Praise God. <laughs> people of the ancients and even some today in countries like Africa and India still worship these spirits in fear. I know these other places Nigeria, th these people understand these spirits and they're amazed, Adalia and, and others I bring in, how ignorant Americans are. They understand it. They deal with it. We're losing America because we're ignorant over the demonic powers and principalities that are destroying this country led by evil men. They understand it. Again, in ancient times, regions of North Africa, Arabia, the spirits were worshipped like Yam, God of the sea, Canaanite. Anukit, goddess of the Nile. Happy, god of the annual flooding of the Nile. K-H-N-U-M, god of the Nile. Nephis, goddess of the rivers. Ladies and gentlemen, this is real. I want you to make sure you watch my program next week as we get into Avatar. Do you like that movie? I hope not, but I hope you watch it and then you probably won't watch it again. Look at my ministry website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Help us to stay on your program, support us today. I'm going to continue this week on marine spirits, as well as the movie Avatar, Little Mermaid, things like this, because America is suffering under these type of attacks and not even realizing it. They don't recognize it. Most churches don't recognize it. That's because we're in the, what the Bible describes as the last days. Will we find faith? What is faith? Understanding and obeying the word of God. Many pastors have lost their faith. They're teaching nonsense. I'm using the Bible as first and foremost. I'm using, again, our courses on advanced deliverance by Dr. Drew Roos. He teaches actually two advanced deliverance, one and two. You could take them if you are just watching right now, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Click on Bible School and you can take our courses online. I'm also using The Steps to Freedom in Christ by Neil T. Anderson. I'm using different articles and Samra Michaels and others. And we're going to talk again on marine spirits as well as the movie Avatar. Now, again, most people, as I mentioned last week, don't recognize there's a spiritual marine kingdom in the ocean. The Bible talks about the Leviathan as a sea serpent, strongest in the sea, and that it is very, very indestructible. You can't kill a spirit. I started to mention the different spirits, gods of the marine world, so to speak, that people worship. I left off with K-H-N-U-M, God of the Nile, or Nemphysitis, God of the River, and uh, Sobek, God of the Nile River, depicted as a crocodile. Goddess of the Water, Moisture and Fertility, the Egyptian spirit named E-F-N-U-T. Then Abzu, A-B-Z-U, God of Fresh Water. Enki, 
god of water in the river Tigris. We're dealing with marine spirits. We could go on and on. But another striking aspect is the color blue. Hindu gods are depicted in blue. They're blue in color. Blue is the color of the infinite. All Hindu gods are an attempt by the human mind to give form to the formless Brahma. The color blue symbolizes immeasurable and all-pervading reality, formless Brahma. Now, Avatar is filled with Hinduism. Filled with it. Another concept found in Hinduism, leaving one's body temporarily, entering into the body of another. And they do that. Humans are able to temporarily enter the body of Navi, N-A-V-I in Avatar. A more visible symbol in the movie is the character in Avatar riding on a flying dragon-like being. This is more like the Lord Vishnu riding on Garunda. Again, it's just filled with nothing but Hinduism. In Avatar 2, there's a reference to Amrita, elixir of life. Amrita in Hinduism is a potion which provides eternal youth to one who consumes it. Do you know in Africa, especially... People are very careful taking potions. They'll give you a potion to pour in to the drink of somebody if you want to make love with them. Now, I do have people here from Africa. I'm looking at them right now. Am I talking true? Yes, sir. This is what happens. They're very careful overseas. They understand this stuff. We don't understand anything. Let's go to the movies and watch this great avatar. What are you doing? One, you need to repent if you've ever watched it. God, forgive me. Renounce it. Now, we could really break this down. The reincarnation, the annihilation of the human race, everything that's involved in humanism is an avatar. The people creating it used Hinduism. Marine spirits. It's associated with beliefs related to demonic oppression and possession. So-called deliverance ministries exercise marine spirits and other type of evil spirits about which they minister to. Marine spirits, Leviathan, principalities, legions, legions of demons. If you try to take out the legionnaire, let me tell you, you are in for a fight. Sometimes you can remove a lot of the smaller spirits. You might have to fast and pray to come back for the legion or the principality or maybe Leviathan. Leviathan and Python spirits are sometimes grouped as water spirits or marine spirits. People who have watched me cast demons even on television, they watch me go into the spirit of the snake or the cobra. And they watch manifestations. It's all of a sudden that normal person starts to scream and hair going up and face turn. And other names sometimes associated with this class are Rahab and even mermaid or mermaid. You know, people let their kids watch, you know, Little Mermaid. Well, again, most people have done it very innocently, but don't do it again. Say, God, forgive me. Remove those kind of books out of your child's library, so to speak. Say, God, cover them under your blood. I renounce the spirits of Little Mermaid and marine spirits. Renounce them. Let my child not be affected. Marine spirits trace these demons to the origin of, to the great flood of Noah's day. Marine spirits live in water and do not feel comfortable being dry. Send us into that herd of pigs. They drove them into the sea. I mean, the pigs could have went the other direction, right? 
They could have went into the, uh, another direction if they didn't have marine spirits in them. Why would you want to go back into the sea? Because those pigs are going to die. You're going to have to find another body. Marine spirits live in water and they don't feel comfortable on dry land. Luke eleven twenty four. Also legion that Jesus exercised from the man in the tombs were marine spirits. Because they caused the pigs again to rush into the sea. Luke eight twenty six through 33. A marine spirit, according to the lore, often comes as a subcompass or incubus in order to make a person a spiritual spouse. And they are called, sometimes called husband spirits or wife spirits. Husband spirits, wife spirits. Nigeria, Kenya, East Africa, West Africa, North Africa, South Africa. They go to a witch, they give them something, call on a spirit to make that person receptive to this person. This happens all the time. I dealt with it when I lived in Africa. What's the effect? Sexual lust and perversion. Any deliverance ministry holds and understands marine spirits. If you have a person who really deals with deliverance, some people are called for a deliverance ministry. Let me tell you, they understand marine spirits. They understand it. They differ from other spirits. Marine spirits. In Hollywood movie Avatar, it's not just the term Avatar that's associated with Hinduism. The core concept of Hinduism is that all animate or inanimate are the result of a single energy source, which is Brahma, their God. Not your God, not Jesus Christ. So again, I'm not sure why we want to be watching movies that are related to other gods to begin with, other than we don't know what we're doing. Well, then I guess you watch anything. The formless and God given form by humans worshipped as God. One of the important themes of Avatar is based on this core concept of Hinduism. That's what it's based on. The core concept of Hinduism, Hindu teachings, Hindu symbols, which was first taught more than 5,000 years ago. In the movie, the novice N-A-V-I-S are able to physically connect to animals and plants. And they believe that they are just a part of the whole which includes all animate and inanimate present on their planet, Pandora. This concept is explained beautifully and there is a magical scene in which a tree is connected to the human body and this body is connected to all the navis, N-A-V-I-S, through holding their hands together with each other. You see how it's so deceptible? I mean, Christians hold hands. They do it in other religions too. But it's the wrong energy source. It's from demons. We serve a higher power. I've broke these forces before because my God is stronger. But you are in for a battle. And if you don't even recognize the demons, how are you going to fight them? No, instead you'll glorify them and think it's a nice little movie. Nanshi, goddess of the Persian Gulf. T-I-A-M-A-T, goddess of the seawater and chaos. Surser, god of the mariners and boatmen. Mesopotamia. Now we could go on and on in identifying these things. It continues with other cultures like the Greek, Hellenectic, Celtic, Slavic, English, Irish, Asian Pacific, Polynesia, and so on. All of these places and much more than I've spoke. Every culture has their experience with sea gods. Every culture. Norway. Lots of it. I'm in there. My blood goes back to Norway and Germany. Don't hold it against me, please. There's a lot of good 
Norwegians and Germans that did not agree with Nazism and fought evil. They don't go along with these spirits. They cast them out. So every one of us, there's part of our bloodline that we're not proud of, right? Right. In the Old Testament, Leviathan appears in Psalm 74.14 as a multi-headed sea serpent that is killed by God and given to the Hebrews in the wilderness. Okay, when spirits are ruling men, now you can kill whatever that spirit is residing in, whether it's a person or an animal, you can give that person or animal over to be eaten, but you'll never destroy the spirit itself. Only God will finally destroy the spirit, so to speak, and, and uh, casting him into the lake of fire. That's what the Bible says, the lake of fire for the devil and his, in, and his angels, right? So one day, God himself would do away with every evil spirit. God himself. But we're on earth. They, you can't put him in the lake of fire. You don't have the authority. Now, sometimes we would like to put people maybe, <laughs> maybe in the lake of fire. But uh, anyway, you got to judge your heart if you want to go that far. But, uh, you know, I, but you hear people say, I send you to hell. Well, you can't send anybody to hell. You're not God. And usually if you want to go that far, you got to check your heart and you got to have, you know, you got to say, God, forgive me. I had some bitterness, unforgiveness. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Amen? Sure, we, we don't want to send anyone to the lake of fire. We want, <laughs> we want them to repent and avoid the lake of fire. But I'm just saying I, I've watched a lot of people do a lot of silly statements out of their mouth and they want to kill them and they want to send them to hell and they want to do this to them and Anyway, it's, it's, it, it's all wrong. It's, it's not the right motive. It's not the love of God. Maybe if you're so angry, maybe you have a spirit in you driving you. See, that's something to ask yourself. Why are you so angry? Why can't you let go? I know somebody who can't let go. The mother let go. The mother was a victim. This person can't let go. And the person now, the perpetrator is dead. They can't let go. There's no doubt in my mind that person has spirits in them. No doubt whatsoever. And they need somebody to deliver them, if, but they'd have to repent or more would come in that are worse. We talked about it. Even Joan Hunter talked about it. Unnecessary worry. You open your body, your soul, your life up to demonic attacks. We all are supposed to cast our cares on Christ. Proper worry is okay. We know we have to get our job done. But when you take it too far, you're not trusting in God anymore and you just become a basket case and, and you're mad at everyone and somebody looks at you and you're ready to cut their head off. That is the type of worry that invites demons inside. Many of us can relate to the myths and legends in the, in the sea such as Poseidon, Neptune. Think about it. I mean, mythology, movies have all created these things. But where did they come from? They came from marine spirits in the Bible. Only they don't want to refer back to the Bible because they're anti-God, anti-Christ. So let's just make a little story out of it. The Olympian god of the sea, Nephts, known as mermaids and Gordons, G-O-R-G-O-N-S, three monstrous sea spirits, or Agion, a-E-G-A-E-O-N, 
a titan god of violent sea storms. You know, when Jesus was, think about it. I'm just thinking about it now. Jesus was in the storm. His disciples were so afraid. Jesus was sleeping like a little baby, uh, but apparently the, the storm was so bad, uh, they thought they were all gonna sink. Jesus is calm. Why? He's, he doesn't worry about nothing. God is his God. But could that storm be caused from spirits trying to kill them all? Yeah, I, I think so. Now, the demons did not understand everything about demonology, but they knew they were in trouble. They knew they did not have the faith yet. They couldn't even cast it out of the lunatic. And they knew, hey, uh, we're going to sink and die. And when Jesus rose up and rebuked it, how do you rebuke water? No, you rebuke the spirits in the water. And it calmed itself. And, and the disciples look and say, what kind of man is this? He can even rebuke the wind and the sea. Now later on, I think when they became apostles, they started to understand these things. Other people have done it too. But at that time, they had little faith, little understanding of the word of God. And what they understood, they couldn't seem to live by. Leviathan is a serpent and a symbol of Israel's enemies who will be slain by God. Praise God, Israel's enemies are my enemies. Amen? Amen. Let our enemies be slain by God. God fights for us in the battle of Armageddon. And in, in the in tribulation, two billion people die, which are called the enemies of God, the enemies of the church. Hallelujah, God. Come fight our enemies. I give it to you. And when you bless somebody, you're giving them over to God. You know, God can take care of that person. You harbor no bitterness. Give them over to God. God can slap him left, right, and center. Are you, are you there? Amen. Amen. Right, Nigerian? Okay. So, the kraken who drowns its victims traveling in boats into the deep, dark sea. You've heard movies called the Kraken. That's where they're getting it from, marine spirits. Only again, they don't, they don't believe in the, you know, they don't want to recognize the Bible, and so they call it these other names. The Kraken. Mythology gives names to all the, the spirits that are already named in the Bible, but mythology gives them their own names. So we need to understand these things. If you, you know, when I was a young man, I took mythology did very well in it. I thought it was very interesting. I, did not, I wasn't a scholar yet in the Bible, but now I can put two and two together. Wow, that's where they got all this from. They gave it different names, but it's the same thing. So I now, you know, like I said, I took it in high school. And, uh, and that's when I wasn't uh, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I was a high school uh, Jonathan Hansen. I had a lot to grow into, a lot to learn from. And uh, praise the Lord. But uh, these spirits in the water regions cause much pain to people, especially to those who live or are born near rivers or oceans. My wife's tribe comes from uh, the great river that, uh, and lake that, that covers three countries. And uh, there's, there's, you know, now perch and tilapia, but uh, some of her tribe, you know, even worships the snake god in the water principalities again overseas they know these things they recognize these things they resist these things 
We just think it's a nice little story or movie. These spirits are always looking for a human body to possess for their evil operations. Evil is always looking for a way to come in. Realize that evil is always looking for a way to come in. You know, our president has allowed a lot of evil just to walk through the borders. About six million people now. A total invasion. Why he is not impeached yet, ask the Republicans, I don't know. Should be. Total violation of the Constitution. Outright, what is it, treasony? Why isn't he impeached? Because spirits are controlling not only the White House, the Senate, the House of Representatives, the Supreme Court. When I was there, I named the spirits. It's in a 10-page typed report. Marine spirits are responsible for many such things as violence, madness, anger, cultism, lust, sexual perversion. For being single and unable to get a partner. Divorce, bankruptcy, sex dreams, having sex in your dreams. By becoming a spirit husband or wife. Some people who I've done deliverance on, they've admitted that spirits came to them in their bed and had sex with them. See, this is real. This is real, people. And if you don't want to really face reality, you will be a victim. Maybe you already are and you don't even know it. Also, things that are dead in our lives, dead organs, dead womb, brain, or dead spiritual life all come under, come from the bottom of the sea. Job 26.5, Psalm 104, Micah 7.19. How does the marine kingdom gain entrance into people's lives? One, dedication at birth or even adulthood. I told you before, when I was pastoring in Singapore, 5,000 people in the church, we'd get about 40, 50 people saved every Sunday. By that next Saturday, we always scheduled for them to have demons cast out of them. Because at birth, if you were Hindu, they took you to the temple gods and you were filled with spirits. And when we cast them out of you, you turned into like a, a monkey jumping up and down until the spirits were driven out. How do these spirits happen? One, dedicated at birth. Two, coming down the line of your ancestors. That's why you take an intake evaluation if you have a good pastor and he, he goes back and see, can we see why you're plagued with such whatever thoughts or why, why you're just confused, you can't understand even English, you're just messed up. You take an intake evaluation, go far enough back and see what happened. Allowing them to enter in your body or your property. Be careful who walks around on your property. Sexual intercourse. Borrowing, buying items from people that were committed to these spirits. You got to be careful. That's why, again, when some people buy whatever or you go into a hotel, sometimes you have to deal with the spirits first and anoint and, uh, you know, sometimes when, when you finally become aware of, of, of your past and you're aware of, of spirits and things like that, you go through your house and you cleanse it. Like I've never brought uh, these faces of, of, of these uh, warriors, these faces of these gods. I've never bought it, even though in Africa, you know, it's a tourist attraction. I've been given it, I throw it away. I'm not bringing spirits into my home. Ways to deal with the marine kingdom, accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Engaging in spiritual warfare prayers to remove these spirits. Confession, repentance, denouncing, denunciation. And denouncing dedication. Be rooted and grounded in the word of God. Praying in tongues, commanding these spirits to release you. We must engage in spiritual warfare against marine spirits. 
and all the strongholds of demons in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, this is real. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Help us to stay on your local television radio station, support us, and join Eagle Saving Nations. May God richly bless you. Shannon? Yes, sir. This was a great teaching today. I really enjoyed listening to this today. I was taking mental notes, and what you said was spot on. Do you have time for a quick short story? Go ahead. When we moved to Bali seven years ago, I had known that this place had a reputation for being heavily demonized. It's called the Island of the Gods. And at that time, there was reported 35,000 temples, altars, and shrines. That's probably an outdated number now. Just about every square inch of this island has some type of idolatry. And you can quickly determine who your neighbors are, if they're Hindu, Muslim, or Christian. There are Christians here. By idols in the yard. So we set out to find a house to rent, and we had a very difficult time. Because every place we were looking was primarily owned by a Hindu landlord. And the Hindus, the Balinese here, they have two altars to their gods in their front yards. If you're wealthy enough, you have a whole temple in your backyard. And then there'll be a temple per neighborhood, every block, etc. So we saw one house after the next only to, you know, to say, I can't live here because you know, we don't want to have roommates that are demons, right? So I was about to give up. And I think my wife suggested, well, we could put in an offer and we could ask the landlord if we were willing to rent it, would she remove the altars? And I said, well, that's a long shot, but well, we'll pray and see what happens. Who knows? And sure enough, we found a house we liked. It was in our price range. And we told her we'd like to rent it. But in the front yard, as every Hindu has here, two large, let's say six foot altars and these have a throne at the top and these steps that go up to the throne. The throne is where the demon sits and to protect it from the sunlight, you'll usually see a umbrella <laughs> giving the demon shade in the sunlight. Well, they were right there in the front yard and I'm not about to move in there with idols. So we asked her if she'd be willing to remove them. And to our shock, she said, well, I'll tell you what, I bought the house as an investment. And here's how it works. If I'd ever once offered sacrifice there, I could not remove them. But since the previous landowner did not remove the altars when they moved, because typically that's what they do to relocate them, then I'd be willing to remove them for you if you rent the place for two years. So the deal was struck, and we had some renovations to make before we were going to move in. So we had a guy staying at the house doing the work. And one day he sent us a text and he said, the landlord has sent a crew here to dismantle the altars to make a, a long story longer. A shaman comes out with two ladies and they were all dressed in white. At nighttime, they set up a big floodlight and it attracted really the whole neighborhood to see what was going on. And this guy recorded it on his camera, Dr. Hansen. The shaman came out and they do a ceremony to remove an altar and they have to pray. And then they take a big sledgehammer and they'll break one stone at a time. What the video shows is the man went into a trance. The demons that lived there on the site in our yard came out of him and possessed him. And he said in the Balinese language, we will go, but send this to the waters. So these were marine spirits, I suspect. And they proceeded to destroy the altars. The next day I came to see what was going on. The whole yard was filled with rubble. And then I'm told what they do is they'll take that rubble and they'll take it out to the ocean. So 
there were literal spirits that lived in these altars that were worshipped, and they wanted to go to the waters. I will tell you, I can go out of my house and look every day. One of my neighbors or more, they all have to. They have to go out there and they have to offer sacrifice to the demons every day. They call them their gods to appease them. You know, what bondage that they're in. These are good people, but they're in bondage. And for the last three days, they have had nothing but ceremonies on this whole island. And they go to the temples, they worship their gods and shamans galore. I could go on and tell you many more stories. But we have actually had an opportunity to to do deliverance with people here, manifest like snakes. And we've seen a lot of crazy things here. But I'm excited to be a thorn in the buttocks of the devil. So we're right here at Ground Zero uh, representing for Jesus. And we pray for these people here on the island that they know the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I've got a pastor with me from Kenya, Bishop Tobias Nehemiah. I've known him since 1987. He was in Kenya with me when I developed a mega church. And he's shaking his head, yes, yes, yes. So he understands what you're saying. I understand. You and I could probably give stories for hours right now. But they are real, and that's what people need to understand. They're real. They're dangerous. And in America, we're playing around with it like in Harry Potter and all this nonsense when the Bible condemns sorcery and we're making a sorcerer a hero instead of Jesus Christ. So we are in serious trouble in America. We don't understand the reality of spirits and consequently we are being torn apart, not only in America, but many places around the world. Shannon? One final thought. I'm going to find this photo that was posted on Instagram by my neighbor. My neighbor last year was doing a sacrifice to their gods right down the cul-de-sac where I live. They took a picture, and on the picture, you will see a demon that manifests. And she put on Instagram, oh, I'm blessed. The gods have favored my offering. And when you see this picture, if you ever saw the series Land of the Lost with the Slee Stacks, even if you have it, it looks like one of those grays that people described. Lizard mouth like a snake, big eyes. I've got a demon <laughs> on a photo. People don't believe you need to look at this photo. You'll be a believer. And they're there. No question about it. Not only in Bali, but every city across the world. And we've been called to go after these evil spirits, bind and loose in Jesus' name, and take back the land for Jesus. Well, Dr. Hansen, thank you for today. How can a people once again partner with World Ministries International and support it? Worldministries.org is my website. That's worldministries.org. Once again, worldministries.org. There's various ways you can give. Through the website, you can telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. Once again, 360-629-5248. You can give over the telephone. We take every type of credit card. We're on PayPal and other things. You can write a check. Address it to WMI, WMI. Send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Shannon, God bless you. God bless you all. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you for letting us be a part of this. Thank you. God bless you.